Toffee Blues opposition view with me, Max. We've got Chelsea coming up on the weekend. Big game for the Blues, really. Kind of the game where if we manage to get a result, we can start looking up rather than looking down and start thinking if we can challenge for Europe. I've got Tom with me here from Blue Lions TV, my mate from uni. So nice to have you on, mate. How are you? Cheers and good. How are you, mate? I'm very good, thanks. Right, just to uh, get into the questions, really. You're the third in the league, three points off United but 14 points off City, so it doesn't look likely that you're going to catch City, to be honest, it looks yeah, like they're really going to run, run away with the league, especially after you got beat 1-0 by West Ham. Um, and as well, you've got Barcelona in the last 16 of the Champions League, so it's looking it's looking tough for you at the minute. What's the current vibe like amongst all the Chelsea fans? It's a bit 50-50, because obviously everyone wanted the league again, because we haven't won back-to-back titles since 4-5 or five and... 3-4 but it's been okay to be honest League Cup semi-final chance to win some silverware I think we're pretty confident for Barca as well I think we'll do Barcelona we've got a good record against them just depends on what Chelsea turns up because we've had two teams this year we've had the team that's played against Palace West Ham Burnley and we've had the team that's battered Man United off the pitch smashed Atletico Madrid away it's just really 50-50 at the moment yeah. as to how we play <laughs> yeah, well, I think this kind of, kind, of, kind of links into my second question. And that Chelsea, to me, have always seemed to be one of those clubs that what goes on behind the scenes kind of dictates the whole mood of the club. Mm. There never really seems to be a completely happy camp, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I was just kind of trying to just go, go into the manager because I know it's quite all up in the air in a minute with Antonio Conte. Really, he was, he was unhappy about not being able to get summer signings in and. There seems to be a misunderstanding and a bit of a disconnect between him and David Luiz at the minute. What's it? Mm. What, and obviously, I mean, I know you did win the league with him last season, and it, you did look unstoppable at times. But what's the what's the take on him at the minute? I think everyone adores Conte with a passion. Still, he's still the main chant during the games and everything because it's just the first time in ages that we've seen someone on the sidelines share the same passion that we've had. Which has been really important because when you're used to having John Terry on the pitch, who was, used to be a fan and whatever, and sort of express that on the pitch, we were worried that we might lack it, but Conte's still there and everything. And I think for us now, we're getting to that stage where we're desperate just for someone to be there for five, six years, take over, win a bunch of stuff and just stay there. But I think Conte's coming out from his camp that he's homesick, that he could get the AC Milan job, because obviously they've got buckets of money now and they can just spend whatever they want. But Emanalo did recently leave, which has sort of changed his mood, because mm. he's the chief of transfers, and obviously Conte didn't get anyone that he wanted, basically, in the summer. Um, I mean, you just look at Zappa Costa and his awful. He's genuinely one of the worst footballers I've ever seen play, and he was like 15th choice. And we got Zappa Costa. <laughs> Luckily, we didn't get Lukaku, we got Morata instead, but because Morata's better than Lukaku, but he wanted Lukaku. He wanted another winger, didn't get anything. He didn't want Bakayoko, he wanted Fabinho instead, but we got Bakayoko, and it's just sort of been he's not got the players he's wanted. Emanalo's bought the ones that Emanalo thinks is good. He's left though, so it's really up in the air as to whether he stays or not. Mm. Rumours that Carlo are back in London, 
could get Ancelotti again. Yeah. I don't see us not liking Ancelotti again, but I'd rather have Conte. But it's one of those ones at the moment. It's always been like that with us. We've never had a manager who's been happy for four years or three years in a row. It's getting a joke now for us. But I like Conte. I want him to stay. He's got a lot of tactical nows as to what he's doing. Yeah. I think Barcelona's the big one. If we beat Barca, he's going to be for the rest of the season. If we lose to Barca, he's going to get rid of Conte, bring Ancelotti in. And we're just going to start with Ancelotti until the end of the season, start of next year. Yeah. I think it's a big one. So, as, as, as you mentioned there, you know, you, you, you did go into a bit. Obviously, you mentioned that there's been comings and goings in terms of transfer <laughs> staff, things like that. And obviously, someone that Chelsea seemed to be after in the summer was Ross Barkley. You know, the, the the really strange story that in all terms and fees were agreed and apparently mm-hmm. like halfway through his medical, he just weren't fancying it. Apparently he just cancelled his medical. Um, and despite that, it still does look like there's some interest there. So possibly a, a move on the cards might be there for January. What do, uh, what do Chelsea fans think about that potential move? Do you feel like he could slot in to the Chelsea squad and show some consistency? Well, for me personally, I look at what Conte's done with the likes of Moses and Alonso. They, they were bang average players and he's turned them into proper class players now. That Team of the season, winning titles and everything. They're playing really well, especially Alonso and Moses this season. Barkley is an option. Helps fill the English quota for Champions League. It's really one which I'm thinking will take him because he's there and he can still play in Europe, but He's not someone that could necessarily improve us massively unless he can somehow manage to fill Fabregas' role because he's been awful lately and Fabregas can't play football for us anymore. It's one of those ones. I'd be interested to see what Barkley does for us if we did get him or where he plays him. He Mm. might try and just convert him in just pure central midfielder. Doesn't attack, but he passes the ball, breaks the line. Who knows? It's going to be a weird one, Barkley, if we did get him. Yeah, that, that, no, that, that, something that I just want to go into there, you, you, you're mentioning about Fabregas. And, and from, from, from kind of like the outsider looking in, I mean, it's probably just come from how I've observed his career, really. Fabregas has always seemed just a world-class player, and he just he never really seemed to look anything other than world-class. Well, why is there some discontent about him at Chelsea at the moment? I think... It's very, he's very much divided us because everyone sees him play that amazing pass from 40 yards and it's fantastic. And then, it, But if you watch the game regularly, unless you have legs around him, he can't play. If we play, because what we've been doing is when we've been playing a 3-5-2, we've put Bakayoko, Kante and Fabregas sits, which means that Bakayoko has to link up play, which he can't do because he's literally meant to win the ball drive forwards. But then... <laughs> If we play Fabregas, Alonso doesn't know what to do, and neither does Moses, because if they could bomb forwards like they normally do, Fabregas is the holding midfielder, mm. and he can't tackle, because he can't run anymore. And he's just always trying to play this amazing 40-yard pass. I mean, yesterday I counted at least five times where he's tried to play a ball over to Batshuayi, and even when Morata came on, not one of them worked out. But then people watch the highlights and see that he's done that, that pass for Williams' goal or whatever, and everyone's like, oh, he's brilliant. He, he shouldn't be starting 
this game on Saturday. If he starts, we're in real trouble. Big trouble if Fabregas starts this Saturday, 100%. I mean, that's quite a bold statement, that, because obviously it's something that I was going to get into. This, this is the third meeting between the sides this season. I mean, yeah. The, fir- the, the first time that he met was in the league at Stamford Bridge, and Fab- Fabregas was one of the scorers. I mean, we, we got beat 2-0, and it was... Re- it was um, a really poor, yeah. really poor Everton performance. It was really when uh, people started taking notice of how poor Everton were, were actually playing, and I think that the, the score flattered Chelsea, to be honest, because Everton mm-hmm. were really, really poor. Um, and then obviously from that result, we went on a dreadful run. And the first game after Ronald Koeman was sacked, David Unsworth was in charge for Chelsea mm-hmm. again at Stamford Bridge again in the uh, the League Cup, which. From an Everton perspective, after after seeing some of the performances under Koeman, for, for Unsworth to come in and to make the team look so defensively resolute and organised against Chelsea of all teams as well, and for, the, for the first game he took in charge, it was it, it, the the improvement was noticeable really. Um, the defensive line seemed to be really organised. No one really looked out of position. And that was an improvement from the two 0 but you know, as I'll say, we we still ended up getting beat two one. Um, because you know, Rudiger man, was that his first goal for the club, Antonio Rudiger? No, I can't remember. Did he even score that game? Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Must have been. He scored a couple of weeks later. And then, uh, then well. William scored, and then Dominic Calvert-Lewin managed to get one right at the end. Oh yeah, it was, yeah, literally last kick, wasn't it? Yeah, so uh, you know we've gone as as we're talking about really, it's going to be the the third meeting this season, and obviously cause we're we're just playing you in the cup. Obviously, you rotated your your team quite a bit there, and even then, you know, there's something that I've always said about Chelsea. No matter what eleven they seem to field, they always seem to have star quality somewhere on the pitch that can win them. Again. Yeah. So you know, coming into this game. Who 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 do you think's worth noting that can cause damage? Pedro loves a game against Everton. Yeah. I mean that that five 0 we played against you last season at Stamford Bridge, the best performance I've ever seen us play. I don't think you've done much wrong. That was the best I've ever seen us play. Yeah. I think a lot of people said that. And then obviously last year Pedro broke the deadlock at uh, Goodison with that great strike, which obviously would pretty much won the league for us. Hedjo's going to be the big one, I think, in this game. Because obviously Morata's now out. Yeah. So we're going to have to play a front three of Hazard, Pedro, Williams. He's not going to start that shy after yesterday. Which I quite like, because I think Ashley Williams is going to have a shocker against those three, just swapping over and kind of running around him. But then it, it's a weird one. Everton's always been a difficult one for us. Yeah, it's it's because uh, you know as I was going to mention really, and as I said last on in the last episode when I was interviewing a Swansea fan, it, it it's kind of the wrong time to be playing Everton because we've we've, we've completely turned around in form and certainly defensively we've improved drastically. So I do feel like it's going to be a lot tougher than you expect. I think it's going to. Be- do you know Everton away is one of those games which is normally guaranteed to be a good one. I don't think I've been to Goodison and it's been a boring nil-nil game mm-hmm. ever. It's one of those where if we turn up and perform like we have have done in the past, we should win. But 
it's also one that if we turn up like we've played against Palace way, uh, West Ham way especially, if we, we turn up like that, which Fabregas started in that one, it's just going to be bad for us because we'll concede a goal either from a set piece, which I think is most likely against <laughs> you lot. And we'll just go from there. It's very much on how he sets the team out with the mentality because he's always putting into players at the moment that you've got to feel tired, you've got to feel leggy or whatever, which he has done. And they felt leggy last night. Even players that haven't been playing, they looked really slow and out of depth, especially like Danny Drinkwater. He played well, but he was just really slow mm. and not with it. So I think it very much depends on the formation and who he plays. Yeah. If we are to win this game on Saturday, it's a big one for us. You know, obviously, as you mentioned before about Morata being out, him, a real weird incident last night. You know, celebrating the pregnancy. You know, he put the ball under his shirt, celebrating his pregnant girlfriend after he scored a late winning goal against Bournemouth. So now he's out on Saturday. How do you, how do you feel like you're going to compensate for his absence and what? How will the squad change? We're going to still have to play 3-4-3. Three, three. We can't play with two up top because he's either going to have to play Batshuayi and Hazard or he's going to play two smaller people up top, which isn't going to work. You need someone to win it in the air then link it on. So he's going to have... The front three is definitely going to have to be Pedro, Willian, and Hazard and they'll just rotate in between each other. Um, for me, it's whether he has to play in midfield, Bakayoko and Kante. That's the big one. If he plays those two sitting, we've got a really good chance of getting at you going because our wing backs then can just bomb forward so we pretty much then got everyone going forward apart from Bakayoko, Kante and three centre-backs that's the big key for me if Bakayoko and Kante plays if he starts Fabregas we're just going to be slow we might struggle to retain the ball a bit more because he's always looking for the pass over the top yeah. it's the big ones the midfield battle I think on Saturday yeah don't I'll, I'll... What's your um, what's your score prediction for this? Because it is a really weird game. Oh. Come, come, it's a weird game to predict because it is it, the the two teams in in terms of their defensive systems. They they seem to be really solid at the back, and it it just seems to be kind of hit and miss going forward, especially mm. with William being out. You know, so what do what do you, what do you think the score will end up? Do you think it'll be an open game or do you think it'll Oh, John, I think it could be the worst game at Goodison I've had in ages because I think you'll defend, I think we'll defend, and we'll just sort of wait until it gets that mark where one of us pushes. Oh, my head's telling me that we're probably going to lose because Allardyce always does a job on us, big <laughs> time, he always does a job. I'll go 2 1 just because Rooney always scores against us as well. I think we'll win 2 1, but that is a very I'm optimistic to win for us. I mean, we'll, we'll, if Allardyce manages to do a job on you again, we'll take that all day, mate. Um, uh-huh. You know, just um, just to, just to end on this, obviously, we always we always ask a question away from the football just to end the show. Uh, what's your favourite film? Can I say two? Go on. White Chicks, because it was on last night, and it is so funny. You can't beat a bit of shit film. White Chicks, and I like Secret Life of Walter Mitty as well. Really <laughs> let it channel. Uh, right, so that's it for this week. Everton against Chelsea this weekend on Saturday at Goodison Park. It's been my mate Tom on from the Blue Lions TV. So thanks for coming on, mate, and Cheers. may the best team win on Saturday. Yeah, good luck. Too much good luck. <laughs> Cheers, mate.
So that's it for this week's opposition view. Thanks for Tom for coming on again. He's a good mate of mine from university. I'm sure whenever we play Chelsea again, he'd be more than willing to come on. Thanks for you for watching as well. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, let us know your views. If you're a Chelsea fan, it'd be nice to hear your opinion. Make sure you subscribe. And if you're listening via podcast, then make sure you rate it and give us a subscribe as well. I've been Max for the Toffee Blues.